podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right everyone, it's GigPod episode 215, two in a week for you guys, talk about Spoiled. On this show is a true stalwart of the Celtic podcast biz, somebody who knows his stuff and is ultimately adored by Celtic fans everywhere. But anyway, enough about me, I'm joined by Hamish Carton all the way from sunny Australia. Hello Hamish, I'd say it's been a long time but it's been two days. Are you tired, boss? <laughs> uh, tired in many ways, Stephen. Uh, five past seven in the morning, you've got me up for this. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Nah, it's great to be on. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on GigPod. I was living in Scotland the last time I was. In fact, it was the, I think it was the day before I moved out here, wasn't it? After that Aberdeen away game at the, the start of the season. So nah, good to be back with you. Um, you guys are doing some really good work and uh, you know, while I'm away, I'm, I'm really enjoying still having the, the podcast to listen to. And reminds me, you know, of some of the, the people who, who live back home, uh, good and bad. Really sorry to hear that, mate. Right, so uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Hamish is back and amongst the Celtic biz again. He's doing Celtic AM. I just wanted to really know, so I don't think we've been talking about it. I mean, me and you generally do chat every couple of days, even though you're on the other side of the world. I mean, I... I Wish to God, I pray to God sometimes that a day will come when me and you fall out and we don't have to have communication with each other. But for now, it just unfortunately is a business thing, isn't it? But aye, like the premise of Celtic AM, where did it come from? Um, what made you actually start it again? Uh, yeah, so it's a bit of a long story. I'll give you the, the abridged version. Um, I So I was at 67 Hill Hill, obviously still, still doing the videos, um, mainly writing on the website though, uh, kind of when I moved out here. And basically, I reached a point where I kind of wanted to, to get a job out here in, in the Australian media, just make a bit more sense um, with the timings and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I moved on from, from 67 Hail Hail. People kind of look for a falling out. And in fact, there was a guy going about social media the other day replying to, I think, three or four different people saying, I've heard rumours by Hamish and, and John of, of falling out. Uh, and I'm like, well, it's funny you've heard rumours of something that just hasn't happened. Yeah, I left 67 Hail Hail. No issues with, with anyone with John. We, we still got on absolutely fine. And you know, hoping he can be part of Celtic AM at, at some stage, maybe. But I, I moved on, tried to get a job in Australia, quickly found out that like I wasn't going to get a long-term job here. Um, there, there's basically a kind of, without boring you, Stevie, there, there's a wee kind of rule on, on visas here, for on the visa I'm on over here, that means you can only work for a certain amount of time in like a certain job. Um, it's different if you're kind of freelance, which is what I am now. I then got an offer from the Celtic Way, uh, to, to host their morning briefing show, uh, which is actually an evening briefing show for, for me here in Australia, every day, you know, Monday to Friday. Um, I got back into that and, and kind of came to the, the, had that eureka moment that Celtic was what I wanted to do. And, and as I say, the, the Celtic Way stuff is in the evening for me, so I still have, like, all of my day, basically, where I was sitting around 
on the couch watching Line of Duty and, and other things for about the, the fourth time and, and I just wanted to do something productive obviously. So I kind of figured, you know, I, I know what I'm doing with, with Celtic YouTube or at least I, I like to think I've, I've helped to grow a channel already so why not start my own? 67 Hill Hill was never my own channel as much as it may seem that to people. Um, and again, I, I totally understand why I was the person you saw in 99% of the videos, but um, I never owned the channel, so it wasn't really a case of going back to 67 Hill Hill. I wanted to start my own channel where I'm in charge of, um, you know, the direction of it and, and kind of take on the risk, but the, the reward hopefully as well. So that's where I ended up back with Celtic AM. As I say, from, from the outside, it, it will seem strange to people, you know, um, you, you were on this channel that did quite well and you left and then started up a new one. Um, but that's the reasoning behind it. And um, as I say, just been been really delighted with, with how it's grown over the last last week. We've got over 2,000 subscribers already. Genuinely thought at this stage we'd maybe have a couple of hundred. So I'm blown uh, away by people's um, you know support and hopefully we can continue to grow it. Going back to your 67 Hail Hail now, Hamish, like, obviously you kicked it off in the COVID season, which was an absolute nightmare for everyone involved, but also the channel um, got pretty popular, and then the journey from the, the Ange seasons was just extraordinary, it was fantastic, all the way through the Lowe's at Tynecastle uh, in Livingston, me and my spectacular um, big huff near meltdown at the Hamden game when Rangers beat us 2-1 in extra time, some say I've still not recovered for that, and then of course we had the highs of the 3-0 game against Rangers winning the league and you know getting to speak to Ange after the final whistle against Motherwell in the last day of the 21-22 season. But did you have a, a best game that you covered uh, for the channel in that time? Like if there was just one that you could go back to and think it was just an absolute perfect like 90 minutes, pre-game, post-game, and then everything in between, was there one that you just enjoyed the most? Yeah, the I mean, it's a cliche, but like they, they all genuinely were special. Like e even, the, even the losses sometimes, like they were... They were part of that journey that made the, you know, the the amazing moments that much sweeter. Like I don't know about you, mate, but like, and I'm I'm guessing you know everyone listening to this would be the same. But I know it's not a popular thing to to kind of look back and say, oh, you know, Ange was amazing. Those years were amazing because we've got a team to support right now. But like those two years were were incredible. Like for Celtic fans, I I think we'll look back at those two seasons you know, in decades to come and they'll be remembered as, as some of the fondest we've ever had supporting Celtic. Like they were they were just amazing and I can't even like explain to anyone who wasn't there how good they were. I'll probably try in the future with kids and grandkids and stuff like that. But like those those two seasons were just you had to be there. Amazing following the team and amazing doing the channel. I genuinely will look back at it as being such a, a special time for me, both, you know, as a Celtic fan and, and work-wise as well, and just so many good games. Like, I loved when we when we got into the, the routine of, of maybe going down to the the pub. Wonderful Babbity Bowster. I know you're you're linked to another pub on, on Gigpod, but I hope, hope they won't mind me giving a, a shout-out to, to Wonderful Babbers, because it, uh, it was fabulous going in there after games and, and um, you know, doing a video and then, like, after the video, once I'd done all my kind of setting it up type stuff and sorting it, having a couple of beers and just chatting with, with you and also like the guys who never even were on the channel who who we went to who who all know who they are. 
Um, I won't mention some of them for legal reasons, Stevie, but um, they, they know who they are, as I say. But amazing times. In terms of a favourite one, yeah, there, there were so many. The cup final win over Rangers last season was a pretty cool one. But I just remember being like so drained after that that I don't know if I even... like. You, you think after these major wins that you want to be out all night. Oh, I'm going to have the best night. I'm going to get steaming and enjoy myself. I know a lot of people do, but like I don't think I'm capable of that. Those matches take so much out of me that I think I was home in my bed by like 9 p.m. or something, and the game was a you know a three o'clock kickoff. But that was good. I think the day we we won the league against Hearts was a special one as well. Last season, the the season before, uh, well, the two the two trophy days were really good, especially the first one. I would say when we beat Motherwell six 0 and we got to chat to Ange after and do the video and all of that stuff. You met Josip Juranovic. Um, obviously, with the fact we, we both met Ange the, the following year in Trophy Day was a pretty cool memory. Just amazing times. Uh, and, yeah, I love doing the channel. And, like, obviously we'll take things slow with Celtic AM, but I would love to get to that stage again in the future. I mean, I'm not going to be out in Australia forever. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's there for us again. And, and all the other guys, you know, John and, um, and Asim, they were part of it as well Ewan uh, you know David Walton that were part of it amazing my heart just sank there when you said you're not going to be in Australia forever that's the entire reason I got you on here mate that's the reason we're still talking so <laughs> <laughs> the thought of you coming back now is uh, filling me with dread but hopefully that's just talk for the podcast and you don't actually mean it Hamish but listen I know that uh, people are also tuning in to hear about Celtic and we will get there I just wanted to also ask just for the last bit staying on my 67 hail hail like not just talking about the games did you have any like favourite moments in general because a lot of people that tuned into the channel were <laughs> some of them were quite genuine and they thought that um, I was like actually getting abused by you and all that which was very funny um, to me at the time like I couldn't believe how people took it seriously, which is a credit to uh, you and ever breaking kayfabe, as we say in the wrestling biz, but it's still the old WWF to me. But I um, was there any ones that actually, you know, when you look back on it, was actually like really made you laugh or any moments in general? Because all the way from me getting pelted, I think pretty much anyone with me, let's be honest, Amish, what was it? I said Sunday followed Saturday after a 7 0 win against St Johnston. Uh, there was, I mean, you know what, there was so many. Um, so I'll just ask you just very quickly before we move on to actually talk about Celtic. Was there any like one moment in general that still makes you laugh to this day? Yeah, that that was the one that actually came to my mind when you were talking about that. The the other one, uh, the the famous East seventeen jacket was it was incredible. And people absolutely <laughs> lapped that up. But yeah, I mean you're you're right that um, you're you're right that people kind of <laughs> always thought that I was bullying you at one stage. As, as obviously any listeners can tell on, on this podcast, you, you, you more than give it back to me when I'm round at your bit, so to speak. There was another one as well. Oh, yeah, after the after Trophy Day uh, first season, <laughs> when uh, I think every Celtic fan in Glasgow was pissed at that merchant city, and we were the only two sober people going around with a camera trying to get interviews with people and uh, the absolute bin fire of the the was it the, the raw materials or the raw content I had from that day and I somehow managed to edit together a kind of um, vox pop package for the following day's video um, that was like looking back that was just ridiculous I remember 
I remember walking away, because um, again, I was knackered. I hadn't touched drink. Everyone else was steaming. And you know that way, like, when you're the only one not drinking somewhere and everyone else is totally wrecked, they're, they're annoying you so much. And I'm having to go about with cameras and there's people standing on wires and I'm worried about things getting broken and just nobody's, like responding to anything I said and I just walked up the road and I've never been more raging I swear Celtic had just won the the league been given the trophy I was just walking about raging and I think a few people you know said hi to me that day and I must have been I, I like to think I'm I'm kind of chatty uh, to, to folk um, but that day I must have just been so rude because I was just fizzing um, so I don't know why I put that in my best memories but looking back it was it was amusing you were in good form that day as well Putting that East 17 jacket on uh, on Vinted, actually. Don't really wear it anymore. I'm, uh, I've upgraded to North Face now, Hamish. You'll be glad to know. Maybe if we ever do a, a winter video this year, you'll get to see the, the humble North Face jacket by um, good memories to the big white East 17 one. A bit of a behind-the-laughter thing coming up before I finish up and actually get to talking about Celtic, as I've promised. But, you know, when you're carrying about all that camera and the kit and everything, I'm going to assume... You don't miss any of that side of things anymore because I think you were scunnered by having to do that towards the end as well. Ah, I mean, again, it's it's like I, I don't expect people to to realise that. I mean, I wouldn't when I watch when I watch videos on YouTube. I, I don't think um, you know. Oh, I wonder how they got that equipment round, and I wonder how they did this and that. I, I just watch the video and, and hopefully enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it was like the the equipment you need to do a video like that. You know, it's, it's quite substantial in terms of like wired microphones, which are quite kind of heavy when they're in their, their thing and the laptop. And you know, you need a tripod um, that isn't going to blow away, and camera and, and lights, and you know, working Wi Fi if you're doing a live one, and, and personal hotspot if you're if you're not, if you're outside Celtic Park. So it just became a bit of a pain, and it was more, it was more just like after the games when. Like all my pals, this isn't folks shouldn't feel too sorry for me, by the way. But when all my pals are away to like the pub for a few after a big win and you know enjoying themselves, and kind of we had to be outside Celtic Park sometimes for three o'clock kickoffs. I wouldn't get away from Celtic Park till like half seven, eight o'clock, and you'd be like the only one outside in a cold winter's evening and stuff like that. So yeah, it did get a bit a bit of a pain, and I think if we ever do get to that stage with Celtic AM, I'd, I'd maybe like to find a way we could we could do that um where it where it didn't kind of take over my life to the same extent but again looking back like it was all worth it and and hopefully folk enjoyed the video so yeah I'd, I'd, yeah that's that's the, that's the way it went in, in general you know nothing bad to say about 67 hail hail absolutely loved the channel loved the website the website's still going and like john john mcginley you know does an amazing job on the website like if you think i'm putting in the hours or was putting in the hours he's doing double that you know so so keep uh, keep reading there and um it's going to continue to grow i'm sure yeah saying that hamish john and his team do absolutely fantastic work on the website 67 hail hail which as you say is indeed still going right so celtic against comarnock on saturday also i've heard you talking about the downfalls and one of them is the time watching these games in australia but you know, is there any highlights as well watching the games there? What what do you enjoy about it? For example, what you're going to be doing on Saturday for the match? Talk me through what your routine will be and let the audience know what sort of happens in your world on a Saturday when Celtic are playing. When we're all trudging to Celtic Park in terrible Glasgow, what's happening over there? So I'll go to my bed probably about eleven, close my eyes, try and fall asleep, uh, and and wake up about seven a.m. 
uh, when I'll have obviously the game will have happened uh, while I've been sleeping. Uh, so I won't bother getting up for it. I don't know if that makes me less of a fan, Stevie. Um, embarrassing, some might say, but nah, I just uh, I love Celtic, but I also love my sleep. Uh, and I'm a, a horrible, horrible person if I don't get my sleep. So basically, I've got Celtic TV, which gives me every game, uh, every domestic game anyway. And I get up in the morning, avoid my phone, which is something I think a lot of people could probably try and do, you know, me included. And I just get up. Uh, my girlfriend actually sets up Celtic TV for me because I don't know if anyone else, you know, abroad or whatever encounters this if they're trying to avoid the score. But like... If you're on Celtic TV, you almost certainly know the outcome of the match because they have interviews with like Brendan Rodgers and, and a player after the game and they stick them alongside the the first half and the second half of the match um, as separate videos. And basically, you know if there's an interview with the player that there's been a positive result and you know that if there's not, we've struggled. Um, so basically, I, I need to close my eyes, go away and, and get Kimberly to set it up for me. And um, and then I watch the game and I watch it as live. Um, and yeah, it's, it's never quite the same. But like, if you don't know the, the score, then like it basically is live as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so that's that's what I do. It's not ideal. The, the one thing I do like is that like I, I don't ever, and this isn't really applicable to Celtic games, but I don't ever like really miss big games anymore, like even like English games or whatever. Because obviously in the past, you, you'd quite often have stuff on during the day when you know, these matches were happening and you, you wouldn't get to see them, but, like, I don't have anything on it half 11 at night or, you know, first thing in the morning or whatever. So, like, I feel like I see every big game I want to see now, but it's just on sometimes at, at awkward times. So it, it is a bit of a struggle. As, as I say, Steve, you have loads of people listening to, to GigPod around the world to deal with this, you know, for, for different reasons, you know, early games, late games, games in the middle of the night. But you manage and... Yeah, this, uh, this, well, this Sunday morning will be no different. So we're up against fourth place Kilmarnock, who are doing very well. And, you know, as I said in Celtic AM, um, you tried to put words in my mouth saying I was going to be terrified of them. A bit concerned at the challenge, but I think ultimately I do expect Celtic to win. I look at Kilmarnock's away form. The infamous rugby pugby. They've only lost two games. Um, they've won seven, drew four. You know, they're very, very formidable at home away. They've only won two games, drew five and lost five. They've uh, came to Celtic Park and Ibrox and lost by the same scoreline this season, 3-1. Um, I think it will be a tight game. You know, you look at Kilmarnock as well, they've strengthened their team in January, bringing Stuart back in. And of course, uh, Celtic's tormentor towards the end of last season, Kevin Van Veen as well. How do you see the game going, Hamish? And in terms of Celtic's lineup, do you think there's going to be any surprises in there? Do you think the manager will throw in Greg Taylor again after, after Bernabe's... Uh, recent decent performances, Jenky will still have the nod at left back or Jenky will throw Taylor right back in it considering yeah, the way that he was eulogising him after the match against St Mirren when he didn't even play and uh, up front as well, quite interested to see who he plays in the front three or do you reckon um, he'll play Kyogo off Adam Ida again? Give me your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I think um, I think Greg Taylor will come back in. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, we 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 really need to watch. And I, I'm, this isn't directed at you, by the way. This is kind of mainly other people. We really need to watch. We don't go overboard with Burnaby. I mean, he he's he is not cut out for Celtic. And even on on Sunday against St Mirren, where he was better and possibly his best game for the club, he um, yeah still glaring issues in terms of 
you know, simple things. So Taylor has to come in. He's, he's a, a massive improvement on Burnaby. And for me, you know, Greg Taylor's even someone we, we have to be upgrading on. Uh, should have done it by now, but um, certainly in the summer. So he'll come in. I think up front, I think we might see both Ida and Kyogo. I felt that worked to an extent against St Mirren. Kyogo got his goal. I still want Kyogo on the last man because that's where he's he's so devastating. I think that has to be the long-term plan to work out a solution there. But maybe for now we've stumbled across something that could work between now and the end of the season or certainly could work until Kyogo gets his mojo back, his, his Morris Johnson back, if you will. Um, but I think Ida, you know, um, Ida's... He does look decent so far. I think he's he's a handful. I've still got doubts about him, to be honest, in terms of from open plays, kind of missed a few chances, but maybe he just needs that first goal from open play and he can kick on from there. In terms of Kelly, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I don't think they're going to come with any fear, like a lot of teams do, to Celtic Park. They've beaten us twice already, albeit in, in Ayrshire, but I think, I think they'll come. They've got good players as well, good attacking players who could really hurt us. So I think it's going to be a, a, a tasty game. I think they're, um, they'll obviously be compact, but I think they, they, might, they might leave a little bit of space at, at times. Like I think they'll kind of fancy themselves. And I think, I think it'll be a big afternoon. The Celtic support will be up for it. It's been a really weird season to be a Celtic fan. There has been a hell of a hangover from, from last season and, and the year before. But I sense everyone's kind of focused now. Everyone's ready to go for the final what, 13 league games of the season. Because if we can find a way to win this league, Stevie, it would be it would be pretty special. Like you can forget everything that's gone before. If we find a way to win this league, we'll remember this run in for, for a long time. I mean the, the 2007-08 season was which was for three in a row, that was a really poor season, wasn't it? In terms of I mean you remember better than me, but that 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 up until the run-in, that was a really poor season. We, we were not a good side. We're not good to watch. But nobody remembers that. People just remember that last game at Tannadice when we won the league. And I just wonder if this season could be something similar. Up until maybe Sunday, there was a lot of chat about 8-09 comparisons. There's a lot of doom and gloom. And look, I don't think everything's all suddenly rosy because we've won the cup. I know that's not what you're alluding to either. I'm saying that as if like we all haven't been getting behind the team. Look at, look at the away fans and look at you know Celtic Park. We turn up every game. We get behind the team, and it's the team the manager have let us down this season. The fans have turned up in their numbers as they always do. Gave complete back into the team. Stayed behind, and you know right, okay, there was uh, scenes. Uh, were a wee bit ugly against Hearts but it wasn't even directed at the team either it was justifiably against the board and I don't think we should be fully forgetting um, and losing sight of the fact that Celtic are in the wrong hands and I know there's some rumours that some individuals may be leaving at the end of the season but that's all they are now just rumours isn't it um, I would love them to be true but yeah I don't think we can take um, our eyes off the fact that the wrong people are definitely running Celtic and there's so many people at Celtic that shouldn't be there but yeah you can let yourself be distracted by backing the team and the manager 100% for these last 13 games and yeah I remember the 07-08 season I think it was like a 4-1 win and a terrible pitch at Fur Park that really reignited things after uh, we lost 1-0 to Motherwell at home um, the scenes after that game they were, they were horrendous and I mean I was convinced with 99% of other fans uh, around me then that you know the league was gone but Rangers competing on 
uh, a few other fronts that season. Um, again, like this season, may very well be their downfall, so I guess we'll have to wait and see there. No matter what, complete focus for this title run in, and then whatever happens after that, whatever happens in the summer, will take care of itself, hopefully. But give me a shoot prediction for the game. That's what I'm going to need uh, before you go. So I'm going to go first and say that I think Celtic will win on Saturday, but I think it will be a tight 2-1. I think we'll probably go 2-0 up. Kamarnock will get a go back, and you know how it'll be. It'll be edgy, it'll be antsy. But I think we will pull through. It'll be a vital three points. What about yourself? Three one last time at Celtic Park against Kilmarnock. I could see I could see a repeat of that. I think they'll score. Just because they're they're quite good going forward and I'm I'm really not sure about our defence yet. Alistair Johnson won't be back for this. So yeah, I could see them scoring. I think we'll be up for it as well. So I'll go three one. And yeah, I just think I think you're right, the Celtic support have backed the team the whole way and and yeah I mean I sometimes think we maybe lose you know slight uh, sight of the, the, the fact that you know we are there to encourage the team as well and and hopefully this weekend we really see that because I just feel like if if the players come out to you know a, a really kind of loud and, and up for it Celtic Park it could just be the making of them this Saturday and, and this Saturday could just be the making of them for the rest of the season. We, we've already seen the team gradually you know, build and, and confidence and, and build the momentum just prior to the winter break. And I think if that winter break hadn't have arrived at that time, we would we'd, you know, really kicked on from there. And hopefully we can do the same here and, and just really kick on between now and the end of the season. It's, it's going to be a really kind of nerve-shredding end to the season, but I still back this Celtic team and... It'd be pretty special if we can manage to win this league. All right, Hamish, thanks a lot for coming on. I know it's uh, very early for you over there, and I do genuinely appreciate the fact that you dig it up out your bed early to come on and speak to me for half an hour. Um, where can people follow you again? Let people know again where they can find you. YouTube, Celtic AM. You may have to search for Celtic in the morning uh, because that's the um, username. But yeah, if, if you could just come across that and, and subscribe um, subscribing really helps us to kind of grow the channel as, as quickly as possible um, it, it really does make a difference and if you enjoyed you know what we did in 67 Hail Hail I, I like to think that Celtic AM will be pretty similar, people have already probably seen that from the videos so that would be massively appreciated and yeah keep up the, the good work Stevie and I'm sure everyone will see you on uh, Celtic AM as well, no, it's positives I'm meant to give, right, edit that bit out because we don't want folk uh, knowing you're on there. Thanks Amish and uh, appreciate you no bullying me in this episode, I don't know about people take that seriously wouldn't they? Right, that's the end of Gigpod episode 215 with myself, Stevie and Hamish of Celtic AM and we'll probably be doing another video next week. On Sunday, um, Rizzo and Daniel of Daily Celtic, they're going to be doing the review of the Kilmarnock game. They'll be doing a recording on Sunday night and by the time I edit it, it'll probably be out on Monday. So we'll catch you then. As always, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you listen to us. Just search GigPod. If you really want to uh, bother and follow us on Instagram, fair enough, that's just at GigPod as well. But you don't need to really worry about that. Cheers for tuning in. Thanks again to Hamish and hail hail.
Social Podcast Network.